Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and a man whose children are feeling a little bit better today, Mr. Andy Molitor, but anybody's feeling better than the city of Philadelphia. Kudos to anybody that had the forethought to parlay the Washington Wizards, the Houston Astros, and the Toronto Maple Leafs for maximum Philadelphia pain. You cash that plus 750 parlay. Kudos to you. I don't believe in mushes or jinxes or, you know, oh, no, the public's all over this or public dogs have fleas or, oh, reverse line moving, all that horseshit, voodoo, bullshit, garbage. But I almost did bet the Astros yesterday when I saw um, Jim Cramer, like, wearing or uh, Phillies gear, like the Mad Money guy, because he is, he oh, is he actually... Lose. He is actually like a jinx. Like I do believe, and to be fair, I think he's just bad at the market, but I'm not sure how he got a show. Um, but regardless, he's entertaining. And yeah, I almost did bet. I almost did bet the Astros. Didn't end up doing that. Just uh, managed to stick to football. And me and Pete, me and Pete got after it in Brazilian soccer. That was a uh, kind of an afterthought after Champions. It was like, you know, Champions League's in the afternoon and That's you didn't get enough. Is. You didn't get enough. I'm like, oh, I need a little more. And so you just pull up Flash Score and you hit the live tab because that's it's basically the, the live tab is like, hey, do you want to bet something? Well, here's what's on right now. Like, if you want to live bet this shit. So I would, uh, yeah. And then, and then uh, one of the so- we have a soccer channel in the deep dive DJs, and they tag somebody tagged me. He's like, "Hey, Andy, you, you can put some picks in here if you're if you're betting soccer." I'm like, "Buddy, I'm not good. Like, you don't want my picks. I just I got lucky and had a, a nice run of live bets where they're all overs, they're all live overs. Just you know, trying to scratch the itch of seeing the big chance, big chance, big chance, big chance. Oh." shit some team i've never heard of just scored and we won that's that's basically my uh my betting strategy but we'll actually do some bets that we did uh, place have placed will place are excited about today in college football no we won't that's not something we'll do that tomorrow i don't know why i said college i tried to i tried to say college basketball didn't happen nba pga tennis football and whatever else we can find so you said the wrong thing trying to say the wrong thing yeah, I'm That's really. A twofer. I'm You're sharp, today, buddy. Let's go. I'm really, I'm really flummoxed. But yeah, let's start. Let's start in the association. It is a. Uh, it's another beautiful night in the basketball, and I talk. I keep talking to Drew on the back end about this too, about how weird the season has started, and I know it's. And you mentioned it too. It's been a. Hey, this is the first normal season in a couple of years. We're not so so far removed from bubble ball, which. That does seem a long time ago. If the Lakers were the best team in the league, the bubble does seem like maybe a long, long time ago. Right now, the best team in the league, and it's not close. And I don't think this is any sort of a, you know, uh, what, what's the word? Fluke? You know, there, there's nothing There's nothing wrong with this being the best team in the league. I feel like you're setting world. me up for something. No, the Milwaukee Bucks are a goddamn <laughs> truck. And yeah, they played a shitty team, but they covered a big number last night. And they're just, uh, uh, man, I think they're even like six and one against the spread. Even the market isn't high enough on them in the uh, against the spread right now. So the Bucks, I'm changing it. The Bucks are my new pick to click. Who did I? Have? I had the Sixers beating the Nuggets, and maybe that uh, maybe in the play-in tournaments. They can't play each other in the play-in tournament. It's but, true. So, what? I don't know. Give me something to bet on tonight. 
Uh, the Bucks are good. I mean, it's been the central division in the NBA. Milwaukee and Cleveland combined 13-1. and one. They've been really impressive. The Phoenix Suns chugging along, but... Yeah, still some weird stuff here. You look in the Eastern Western Conference standings. If the playoffs were tomorrow, your five seed, the San Antonio Spurs. But again, I think it's just kind of we're having like a delayed preseason thing. I know this is a normal season, but we did start a little earlier than people are used to. But just two games tonight. And unlike always, Andy, I didn't actually bet both of them. I was a little surprised. Usually when there is two games or something, I like about both of them. But Nuggets Thunder came right out on my numbers. 229 is the total. Six and a half is the spread. I had the Nuggets seven. I had the total right at 228. So, you know, pretty much right on the numbers. But this Magic Warriors total, um, one of the best bets that you could pretty much make this season. I'm going to continue to make until the market adjusts for this. The Warriors overs have been incredible. Um, just about every one of their games has gone over 230 points. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Warriors are restricting the minutes of their starters. Basically, the first five is only playing about 30 minutes or so per game. Again, just trying to slow everybody into the season, make sure that they're in good shape and they're not pushing anybody too hard. And they have a great bench. I mean, there's finally some depth on this Warriors team. You got Moody, Kaminga, some of those younger guys. Jordan Poole comes off the bench and I think what the market looks at is, well, the starters aren't playing so much. Let's ratchet down the offensive efficiency and things like that. But I don't think they're making the, the proper adjustment on the other end. The pace is up for them. The defensive rating is down with some of these players on the floor. And they're just their totals have been wild. Enter the Orlando Magic, a young team that is happy to run, should be able to put up plenty of points themselves for the first three quarters. They're not a four-quarter team, which is tough because you do have to play all 48 minutes of a basketball game. So as much as I'd like to maybe trust the Magic to get the team total over, something like that, I kind of started with that angle. I have this at 231. 226 looks great. I'll play over 226, 227. If you listen to this late enough and it gets to 228, take that. Um, if It's pretty much sat at 226 all morning. If it does, I'll probably go in and maybe take some alt- um, totals later those tend to open up a little bit later in the day but for now let's get the over 226 magic and warriors I think we see at least 230 points tonight in one of our only two tnt games or maybe it isn't tnt i always forget this early in the season maybe they're too afraid to go against the ball no tnt Hours. game tonight is what i say and nobody helped me with that information that was Nope. Straight from the noggin because I follow the NBA. Mr. Dan, noggin. Dan Dan chimed in there. So um yeah, and the Italy to lift the trophy system was great. And if you think I won't be wetting every World Cup match, you are you are dead wrong, sir. I love betting. I, I love betting. Not only do I love betting soccer, I love betting soccer at weird times, like uh K K League or whatever in Korea at like four in the morning if you get up too early, Australian overnight shit. Like the J, yeah, J League, Japan. I mean, all that stuff's great. But now we get Qatar in the middle of the goddamn who knows when time these matches are. I will be betting them. And I do know what time this match is down in Mayakoba, beautiful Playa del Carmen. Um, kids, a cute girl. Kids, pick up your golf clubs, learn how to golf. You go to Hawaii in January, you go to Mexico a few times, Bermuda, Puerto Rico, Sea Island, um, Pebble Beach, San Diego. It's so, so, so nice to be a PGA Tour pro because you get to go to all the cool places. And right now, yeah, they are down in Mexico. I have some outrights here that haven't started yet. I mean, if you just want to, if you just want to hear about them. I think I bet some Tom Hokey. I have to go back and look. You can see it. I, I love a Hokey. I, I know I put these in the 
the Betsperts Golf Discord as well. But on Tuesdays, the reason I'm not here is because I'm talking with uh, Noonan about who I'm betting for golf. That's on the YouTube. You can check that later on if you ever want to check out what we're thinking for golf that week. A real close last week, but Fino, Hoogie, Harmon, Montgomery, Buckley, and Adam Long. I think five of those guys haven't even started yet. And the aforementioned Tom Hoagie is in a full tournament matchup for me here. I laid the one and a half strokes over Mav McNeely. Before I ran my numbers, before I looked at prices, I honestly thought Mav McNeely was a guy I was thinking about targeting here. He's a decent West Coast golfer, I guess. And I've backed him, but his price was ridiculously high. And I think, or it's, you know, low, I guess would be the word for it. I, I thought he was going to have much longer odds. I guess he's kind of trading on some short-term form. He played well at the CJ, well at the Zozo, finished okay at the Shriners. But where he's supposed to be good out the Fortinet, he didn't he didn't make the cut. He's had kind of an, an up-and-down year. There's a few top-10 finishes mixed in, but Tom Hoagie's a goddamn winner. Like, this guy is – he won on tour – he, I thought he was going to win up in, at the 3M. He played really well at the Shriners. He has just as good a form, and I have him as a much, much, much better course fit. Just the the ball striking numbers right now, I, I went last 24, last 50. I did a couple different uh, time-weighted, you know, looks, splits at the just ball striking, and Tom Hoagie is a much, much better ball striker. He's much better on approach than McNeely. Um, finding the greens and yeah, the greens aren't going to be super high, hard to find if you're accurate off the tee here, but that's another spot where he's been better. He's more accurate off the tee. He's finding more fairways, uh, good drives gained, which is just a measure of, uh, when you hit your drive, it doesn't matter where you go. Did you end up with a green in regulation off that, off that ball? So, I mean, he's, I think first in the field on some of these short iron metrics I looked at. He's been great. So Tom Hoagie is someone not like I said, not only do I love him to win, I laid a stroke and a half over Mav McNeely here. I think it's just going to be a, a stark difference in how the irons play down here at Mayakoba. Um, I'm not sure how much I'll have for daily matchups. I'm just a busy week for me. Obviously, if you follow me on Twitter, selling some appliances and playing Legos with sick kids. It's been a it's been a long <laughs> week for Andy. I've got a I've got a date Going with the wife. Clothing. I like to take the wife on a date on Thursdays. And by date, I mean we go to a bar and watch the first half of Thursday Night Football. So that will be uh, my plans for the evening. And, yeah, looking at that, Brian, Brian, from work, it's like uh, Hulk on, uh, or excuse me, Thor on Ragnarok. Hey, I know this guy from work. But uh, Brian is from the Fantasy Life app, says, Hurts passing props under. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if it's a case too where not only everything he's saying in the chat, but starts even play the fourth quarter. It's hard to hit your passing prop when your team just kicks the shit out of the other team, which might be the case tonight. But we'll head back to the Lone Star State. How are things going down there? What's uh, what's the scuttlebutt in Midland? It's been kind of a rough week, Andy. A goofy tournament. Uh, Midland stuff's gone okay. The WTA Finals. I might just be done betting that. I don't. Can't seem to make heads or tails of what's going on there yet. Uh, you know, Jabor Pagula seemed like an absolute lock for a long first set, 6-1, um, over pretty quickly. So it's tough. There's some goofy results down there. But Midland's been okay, and we're going to go back here. I finally got a price I like on over two and a half sets for one of these matches. And starting to play around with um, these exact score props, I definitely think there's some value in here. 
um, especially in matches where I like to go over two and a half sets. It maybe didn't get the number I wanted there. But we'll start with Mandlik Osorio. Um, should be a very competitive match. Osorio, you know, somebody we bet on quite a bit. Mandlik is a younger player that's really had a nice kind of end to the season. Curious to see how she wraps up the year and maybe tries to carry it in. But this just looks like it's going to be an absolute battle. Thought about taking the total games over, but they generally play pretty quick sets. So instead of taking the over here, which I believe is 21, 21 and a half at this point, give me the over two and a half sets, plus 160 available a couple spots. Really love that number again. Um, have that closer to plus 140 myself. Anytime there's competitive match like this, you tend to see, you know, again, a lot of back and forth. So give me the over two and a half sets. And then the next two matches here, Andy, um, kind of like the over two and a half sets look, but really I'm starting to pick apart these exact score um, these exact score lines, trying to figure out kind of where there's value here, trying to see if I can find a better way to take advantage of some of these matches going longer. Because again, the books have gotten a little sharper on the two and a half for the most case. Um, we'll start here. Allison Kruger plays against Peyton Stearns. Um, Again, should be a really tough match here. Like Kruger to win overall, but pretty close to what the market line is. It's a pick them, you know, minus 10, minus 15, depending on where you look and how much juice they want to hang on smaller tennis. Pretty close to where I have it. Kruger maybe should be minus 120, but generally plays well the longer matches go. When I started putting together some of that stuff, I came with a number closer to plus 300. So plus 400 or better looks great there. And Anna Lena Friedsome, one of the three named players. I don't know why I like that so much, but Alf. Goes up against Sasha Vickery here. Um, again, both women should be a pretty competitive match. I, I like Friedson to win. She's generally more consistent. Um, she's right around minus 120 again. I came out closer to minus 130. So maybe just a little bit of value on Alf. But two sets to one. Again, same thing. Came up with you know closer to plus 280 on this one. And I'm seeing plus 400. So, you know, going to kind of keep tweaking these things a little bit. These are just half stakes for me on some of these bigger ones as I start to figure it out. But over two and a half sets, plus 160. Like that quite a bit. That'll be a full bet for me. And then Kruger and Friedson, two sets to one, plus 400. And yes, friend, millionaire, on freaking lee way to go with that third set comeback you're never down when it comes to tennis i think she was down five one or five two something andy and we got all the way back for the win you're never fully dressed without a smile that's from the movie annie is it yeah it's one of the worst songs in the movie not very memorable but i don't know why that pops in my head i'm having a weird morning i took some of the kids (laughs) cough medicine and honestly i'm kind of just kind of just to say that I'm kidding. I did take a Zycam. Like, you should have some zinc in your system. If people in your house are getting sick, it's going to help keep you Zinc and vitamin D. So, yeah, we took an emergency. We took a Zycam, and we've had a coffee. That's it today. I'm going to have to get a sandwich for lunch to kind of settle this. The Eagles. go with your Tom Hoagie. Oh, God. That's a fucking excellent idea. The Eagles of Philadelphia, your Philadelphia Eagles noobs, head to the connection here. Texas is where tennis is. Philly is where you are. And Minnesota is where the money's going to be pouring into this first half because I have bet, like everybody else, the most obvious bet, sometimes the most obvious bet on the board is maybe just the, the easiest. It's kind of like what I said with the 49ers the other week. Like Maybe not a ton of analytics to back this up, but it's like, the Rams suck on offense. McVay sucks against Shanahan. This is a short number, and they just added Christian McCaffrey. Why am I not betting the house on the 49ers here? It was one of the easier bets I've made several weeks. And, yes, as Brian pointed out in the chat, too, Brandon Cooks, who is fighting with his team, will not play tonight. 
Not sure how much that matters, but it certainly doesn't hurt anybody looking to bet the Philadelphia Eagles here. This is the highest scoring first half team in the league by margin. The next highest scoring is Buffalo at 16.6 points, Seattle at 15.4, Kansas City at 15.1. Philadelphia is averaging 21 points per first half. So they are number one with a bullet. Houston, 28th at eight points per first half. This team has regressed a little, and those eight points may be a little misleading because they've actually played some kind of bad teams throughout the season. They're only one, you know, they're one, four, and one at this point. But, I mean, they played the Broncos, the Bears, the Jaguars, the Raiders. Those weren't very good teams, and they're still only getting eight points per first half. They only scored three. Um, I'm not even sure if that was in the first half. Uh, yes, they had three points in the first half last week. They had 10 the week before, but that one drive where they did score a touchdown, I think it was four or five out of their nine third down conversions were on that one drive. Like it takes just such a colossal Herculean effort for this team to get this offense moving. And I'll be honest, Brandon Cooks will be out. This Philadelphia pass rush is legit. This defense is legit. I don't care if it's on the road. This is a nice spot. So I actually, yeah, some seven and a half. I actually bet this at bookmaker minus, I just put seven and a half. That's the line right now. I bet minus eight, minus 106, just sold out a half point here, but not a big bet, but a little money on the, uh, on the Eagles first half because I'm not betting anything till halftime and hoping that I can, uh, you know, get one of these first touchdown scores. And then the Eagles maybe score a couple more. It's like 22 to nothing because there was a penalty on one of the extra points. And then Sirianni opts to go for two on one of the touchdowns. So 22 to nothing is my first half prediction. <laughs> and who will score those touchdowns, though? I, uh, I th- is, this was is tough. The, yeah, is the man on the list is the man who scores the first touchdown on this list or is it the man who scores the second touchdown is what we've been goddamn snake bit with, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited about this. And also I think it's fun that you made up a player today. It would seem that I made up a player and I'm actually excited. You guys are going to get to hear me live say his, fir- his last name for the first time in my entire life. I didn't even try to say it before the show, but Gainwell. this was absolutely one of, if not the hardest games to handicap first touchdown score for me pretty much all season. Um, and a lot is the dynamic you just talked about. The Houston Texans blow. They blow hard. They very rarely score if they ever score. So you have that dynamic. You combine it with the Eagles being huge favorites, and you get stuff like Jalen Hurts plus 500, Miles Sanders plus 500, A.J. Brown plus 600, and like even Damian Pierce is 9-1, is to one, and it's just – a lot to unpack here, but as you start to look through it, um, we'll start with Dallas Goddard. He has the second most red zone targets of any Philadelphia Eagle, more than Devontae Smith. He's pretty close to A.J. Brown, despite you know last week's really big game for Brown. This was one of the numbers that didn't move. He's pretty much 11-12 to 1 every week. The Eagles is big favorites. Yes, there should be a slight adjustment again for the fact that the Eagles are probably the only team in this game that can score a touchdown and are a big favorite. So had this in single digits myself. There's some 10s out there. There's an 11. Grab the 11 if you can. 10 is just fine on Dallas Goddard. Um, teams generally when they score on the Houston Texans, it is a running back, and you'll see that the next couple names here, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, those are the second and third string running backs for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, 
but it's not your normal setup in Philadelphia. Sanders does get the bulk of the work, but these guys, Gainwell and Scott, get a lot of work in the passing game, get about seven, eight carries themselves per game, um, especially when they get down to the red zone. Sanders is the guy who kind of gets him down the field, and he has got a lot of touchdowns this year. He deserves to be the running back favorite for the Philadelphia Eagles, but the work continues to pick up for these two guys, and teams have literally just run over the Houston Texans. It's rushing touchdown after rushing touchdown after rushing touchdown. So 20 to 1 or better on both Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott looks good. Give me the Eagles defense. Um, they turn the ball over just about as much as any team in the league. I can't remember if they're first or second or third, somewhere in that top three. Um, I looked that up earlier. I can't seem to remember off the top of my head. I'm too worried about that last name at the end, but they turn the ball over a lot. This Houston team actually doesn't have a lot of giveaways, but uh, the way this game goes, we've seen how funky some of these Thursday night games are. Just a really nice number for me in the Eagles defense, 20 to one. Um, Rex Burkhead, one of the Houston Texans running backs. Again, not a lot of teams have scored touchdowns against the Eagles this year. They're pretty good against wide receivers. They're pretty good against tight ends. But if you do score on the Eagles, again, it tends to be rushing touchdowns or even maybe the occasional receiving touchdown for a running back. Rex Burkhead, again, second running back here for the Houston Texans. Probably a good chance Damian Pierce gets the bulk of the work tonight, but Burkhead continues to get carries inside the red zone, continues to be a target inside the red zone the few times the Houston Texans actually make it down there. Texans defense and special teams, 60-1, to 1, just kind of a number grab here. I don't think any defense or special team should ever be more than 50-1. to 1. Um, 60-1 to 1 is just a huge number for a defense that, again, not fantastic, but has some chances here. The Eagles turn the ball over a little more than you think they do. Happy to take the defense. And yes, Andy, this, as far as I'm assured by the folks that run ESPN.com, is a real person. And I assume it's Dare Agunbowale. Oh, that was that was really good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like a little golf <laughs> clap for that. That was pretty solid. That's just a really fat number. 150 to one. Anything 100 to one or better looks good. Again, he's the third string running back for the Texans, but continues to get more work over the last couple of weeks. I wonder if at this point, you know, the Houston coaching staff is kind of looking at the writing on the wall and saying, there's no real need for us to run Rex Burkhead in the ground over and over again. Let's give a gun, a gun, ugh, darn it, a gumbawale. That's fun to say it. Once I get that right. Um, some carries here again. It has been picked up his usage the last few weeks and at 100 to 1 or better, he's going to be on the field. He's going to be, get the ball at some point in the red zone if the Houston Texans make it that far. Just a huge number. Have to play that. So some running backs, a lot more running backs. There's probably as many running backs as I've picked in the last couple of weeks in, in combination. Both defenses and the Eagles tight end. Um, mostly, honestly, because the Texans have three tight ends. They all stink and they don't seem to get the ball anyway. He is a, yeah, he's a fun DFS play too. Wisconsin running back. He's a Wisconsin running back. They've been good since forever. Remember Ron Dane, guys? Jesus. So Ogunobowale. I'm, I'm excited about playing that one. I'll try to find a triple-digit number on him. And what's amazing is, you know, you think about uh, – because at first, you know, I'm like, all right, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all – it's going to be all, like, uh, you know, just Eagles. Like, why would we play any any Texans at all? But, like I said, the Houston Texans are 1-4-1. and one, That's six – and one that's seven games. They were the first touchdown scorer in three of those games. Like I get it. It's it's still a it parody happens. league. Even even when maybe the second best team and the worst team are playing, it's still a parody league and things happen like this. 
Um, to be fair, one of those first touchdown scores they had was a fourth quarter touchdown against the Jaguars, and that game absolutely sucked ass. But like I said, they've played some shittier teams. So I do think if the Texans want to score the first touchdown, it's going to be on the very first drive because they get the ball and they have a perfect scripted drive that has three or four things go absolutely right or some sort of turnover that gives them a plus plus position. So I'm uh, – I'm I'm not hopeful, but it would be awesome if, you know, I would be not feeling so bad about my first half bet if Bogota Bowale ended up rumbling in for the first touchdown at a big price. So let's go. Let's go, Eagles. Let's go, Texans. Let's have some fun tonight. Let's go, Phillies. Let's put a little Come pressure. On. On. Let's let's put a little pressure on them. Uh put a little pressure on those Astros heading back to Houston. It's been a we fun We definitely series. don't want to be down two, three. That's for sure. I wish, yeah. I wish. Yeah. That I checked true. with the players. They all said it. I, yeah, I wish both teams would try one of these games. These last two games have been very one-sided. So maybe both teams will try tonight. That'll be fun. I'll be watching football. And uh, hopefully you guys have fun with whatever you're watching, whatever you're betting. Give us a thumbs up on the way out. Thanks to Noops. Go Flyers. Go Philly. Go you. See you tomorrow. <laughs>